Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League Show podcast. I am your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, and joining me today currently is Barry Stokes on his Todd. Scott Williams will be joining us shortly. I am sure. Barry, how are you doing today? Good. Um, I thought I got the manager's curse, uh, manager month curse, but hey, we'll touch upon that in a bit. <laughs> oh, we're already getting in. I'm going to cover that in a minute, mate. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. I just, I just want to put it in there. I've got, it, I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> Brilliant result, anyway, for, for last month. But we will cover that this week. Uh, we will cover all things Double Game Week 27. We'll cover off the wild cards previously, look at some chip strategy moving forward, uh, and we'll have a look at some uh, yeah, some key, key assets uh, that we'll all be uh, considering moving forward. So thank you ever so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to where you get your podcast from, and then also to follow us on social media, Pod, P on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Not that I've TikToked for ages. I've tweeted, I've tweeted and Instagrammed. I haven't really TikToked for ages. That's uh, poor from me. I uh, need to, uh, to, to get on with that. So let's do Manager of the Week, first of all. Manager of the Week for Game Week 26 was Life of Brian. Richard Kirk, well done to Richard. Uh, Seventy-one points in the uh, in the game week. He had Ward come off his bench for Sanchez, which uh, <laughs> kicked a few people plum where it hurts. But uh, but yeah, Ward with eleven points, a penalty save. Uh, so well done to Ward. Zinchenko minus one for sure, and he's got Lewis Dunk at the back. Matoma, there were a lot of people bench this week. One of them being Scott, and we'll get to in a bit. Uh, Saka captain, classic blanked, but a lot of people went Saka captain for all the all the obvious reasons you'd expect. They did score three times and he got no returns. Erdegaard the same. You know these three players this week, three they were all the returns last time. Well, the Martinelli was the return actually, wasn't he? Not Erdegaard, but Saka, uh, Erdegaard, and Zinchenko no returns from three goals. Salah twenty one points. If you kept him, you cashed in. Same with Darwin Nunes, but uh, this team didn't have him. Ha- Rashford with two points, Haaland and Tony. And then he had Sanchez, Robertson with nine points on his bench, Trippier and Nonto. So well done to Richard for 71 points this week. Uh, shout out to Tom Hughes, 69 points this week because he forgot to change his captain from Salah. <laughs> so well done, well done, Tommy. Uh, two touch base on manager of the month then, Baz, for February. Um we will uh, we'll go we'll go in reverse order for podcast listeners list, listeners. Uh, we had uh, Jack Tomlinson in tenth, Jack Alcroft in ninth, Cully Mathrew in eighth, Dimple Hunjan in seventh, Jeff Belcher in sixth, Steve Cousins in fifth. Who the hell's this guy? Alex Rex in fourth. What a February! <laughs> that's uh, that's the best month of the season I've had, I think, so far. Martin Wheel in third, Sandy Punjan in second, and top of the tree by five points. Barry Stokes, Barry. Talk us through what went right for you this month. Um, I had too many fires to put out, and I kept Martinelli. He's <laughs> probably, probably going to be, be the, only, the other one. Um, I probably got on Zinchenko a bit, bit earlier, and he, and he scored. Um, so, my James, Reese James Gamble didn't really come out as, as good as I wanted it to be. Um and obviously, if I held it on to Darwin Nunes, he would have obviously scored. But I got Tony in. But mm-hmm. I think it was it was down to the Martinelli. I think that was the key, and I think it also helped that Martin had ridiculous amount of points on on the bench. Because um, <laughs> if he didn't, it, it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think I think that was the main reason um, Martinelli really. Um, I think he. Uh, Got me out of the 
They're not so good points, shall we say? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? You've got a different fire to put out. He stays in the team. He only got dropped once. When he got dropped, everyone kind of predicted it, but it, then he scored. So then you weren't going to drop him after that. And then he delivered in the next game week with the other goal. You're not going to drop him after that. And then he absolutely smashes double game week uh, 25. So, so again, it's just, it's that initial getting drop that everyone predicted. Everyone went away from him who could, who didn't have that, who had, you had other fires to put out, like you say. Um, I didn't. I went away from him. I actually brought in um, Saka, who still delivered, but uh, for, for Martinelli. But yeah, you go. Works out that way sometimes. Um, 100 points. He hit a ton game week 25. So uh, that was a, that was a nice game week. I wildcarded this week, which I think a few people saw. I did put it on social platforms um, to uh, discuss. And I wanted to tell you why I wildcarded this week and talk you through a little bit of my strategy moving forward. Because I think a lot of the wildcards that we'll see this game week will be the same as what the ones were last game week, really. And I did it a week early because I didn't like my team. Uh, and it didn't really fit very well for me. A lot of people were... were, were if you were on the... If you were in the um, what am I talking about? The Twitter community, everybody thought everyone was wildcarding. It was a massive deal. Wildcards everywhere. It's going to be, and they're all going to be the same teams. And everyone was moaning that everyone was going to have the same players, and it was all really quite pathetic. And then three point four percent of managers wildcarded. So ninety six point six percent of people didn't. So that just goes to show how small the FPL community really is still compared to the amount of people that play the game. So don't get be one of those people who thinks it's boring everyone's got the same team and blah, blah, blah. They haven't. Uh, so don't worry about it. My wildcard team, I went for Raya in goal and then Ward as his backup. Zinchenko, Estupinian and Trippier along with uh, Matty Cash and Botman. That was my mistake this week. I put Trippier in over Cash. Uh, which Again, once again, I made a mistake this season, Baz, and it really massively kicked me in the backside. It wasn't like a clean sheet compared to a one point. It was a, an assist and three bonus points. Um, but anyway, that's just the way that it's, it's uh, rolled for me this season. Uh, Saka, Martinelli, Matoma, Rashford and March. Kane, Haaland and Tony. So the obvious front three. I don't really need to tell you why I've picked that front three, to be fair. Um, but moving forward for me, I've wildcarded this week, uh, last week, so I could have five double game week players for game week 27. I can pretty much put out an optimal 11 for game week 28. So I'm going to roll my transfer this week. So I'll have two free transfers for game week 28. Uh, the likely move for me will be to take out Haaland and March and to bring in Ollie Watkins and uh, an optimal midfielder, whether that be like a Madison if he looks good or not, something along those lines. Um, so then I'll be playing um, uh, a four-four-two formation, the four-four-two, four-three-three, three-four-three, whatever, whatever it might be, whatever it feels right for at the time. But I'll be putting those players out, so my my front line will be uh, Kane, um, Watkins, and Tony, which is pretty optimal. And then going into game week twenty-nine, it'll be a case of looking at Martinelli's and Zinchenko's form and deciding what I'm going to do with those guys because it's quite likely that I'll end up probably taking a minus four to take those guys out if I think it's right. If not, I'll just take one transfer to take one of them out and no hits, um, whichever one I think is the right one to do. Because I think I only want two Arsenal going forward looking at the fixtures, especially if I'm free hitting in game week 32 because that's their best fixture at Southampton at home. So I'll be free hitting for their really good fixture and the rest of the fixtures are Arsenal a bit, bit, bit iffy. So I don't see loads of goals from them. So it might be a Martinelli. Depends on injuries again. So if he's nailed on, I'll keep him. Anyway, whatever. It's all about making sure then I've got probably 12 double game week players, if not 13 double game week players for a bench boost in game week 29. And then 
we're all guessing Ivan Tony will have some news on whether he's going to be banned or not sooner rather than later by that point. I'll have enough money in the bank then to move from Tony back to Haaland because I don't want to be off Haaland for too long, obviously pending, all pending injuries, etc. Um, for game week 30. Um, free hit in game week 32. But also I think there will be a uh, a transfer again back in for maybe a Solly March or a McAllister for game week 31 because I do think that that's the week that we'll see the Newcastle Brighton fixture fall in. And then I'll have five double game week players for that week. So that is how I've thought this through. And then you can't really think much further ahead than that, because to be quite honest, things can change so much that all of what I've just said probably won't happen. But that's, that, the, sto- that's the story of your uh, season, though, isn't it? It really is, mate. Uh, but that that is the plan moving forward. That is what I intend to do. Because um, I had a couple of questions this week into why our wildcards. Have you had Haaland from the start then, Alex? Uh, from game week two, right. So, okay. so game so, week one, I I did I did the straight switch from Hart Kane to Harland, and then okay. I brought Kane back in because I, you know obviously I wanted him in the team. Um, did, did you get so, the price the price increases? So obviously, at me, if I got rid of Harland now, it'd be eleven point eight million. Yes, twelve point two. Yes. So, you, so you got that. So, getting rid of Harland is is the only issue because of you getting rid of him. You've, you've got to buy him back for more. Yes. So I'll be that, buying him back for 0.4 more. So it'll cost me 0.4 of my team value. Well, it'll probably be worth it in the end. It's Haaland. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's the thing. And actually, I think a lot of people will sell him. I think he'll probably go down to 12.1. That's my guess. So I think it'll actually cost me 0.3 in team value. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got, unless, you know, Salah is back, <laughs> and we have to then talk about trying to get more premiums in the team, uh, you know, and Trent becomes an option again, or Robertson does if, you know, following on from the, the mauling of United, then if they become an option again, then we might be a little bit tighter for cash. But at the moment, team value doesn't really matter that much. I mean, we've all got quite a bit of money, really, to spend if we want to. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to cost me 0.3, I'd have thought. Well- we're all yeah. like Chelsea, aren't we? We've got money to spend. <laughs> We've all got 27 players for a 23-man squad or whatever <laughs> Chelsea has. Here he is. Scott's here. Hiya, boys. There he is. Turns up what he wants. Oh, it's we were... snowing outside, isn't it? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's so cold. Um, we were just talking through wildcards and I just went through my wildcard team and why I, I did the transfers I did. Um, I just wanted to touch on your a couple of things, Scott, that were different to my wildcard, your wildcard, different to my wildcard. Yeah. Um, so the, the first one was uh, you went for the double Brentford defence. So you've now you've gone for two Brighton assets and three Brentford assets for this week, rather than three Brighton and two Brentford. Was that with game week 28 in mind and the blank, I assume? It actually, do you know what? It actually was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, want, I wanted to, I was very conscious about having... Um, you know, having at least 11 players for that game week. Yeah. Um, and I was just uh, talking through the fact that uh, my transfer plans moving forward will be banked this week, two transfers next week. One of them will be taking Haaland out and one of them probably March for um, a Watkins and a, and a midfielder, probably maybe a Madison, someone like you've got. Then going without Haaland in game week 29 at home to Liverpool and then bringing him back in in game week 30, mm-hmm. um, but trying to get optimal players in. But that's that's just what my my plan is at the moment, best laid plans and all that. Uh, same team for Scott with podcast listeners again with Raya and Ward, Stupinian, Zinchenko, Trippier. You went for um, Emerson Royale, which I, I, I think was a, a really nice differential move. Yeah, again, playing in that game week coming up um, was one of the big factors. You know, they're not looking too bad um, at the back. You know, they've been fairly solid all year, I think, Spurs. 
Um, and it, it, it is just, and, and Baz, Baz made a good point, it, it is that rotation risk with him and Perisic and Pedro, uh, Pedro, yeah. saucy, saucy Pedro. <laughs> um, so yeah, it w- was a bit of a gamble, and you know he didn't, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't start, so it was a bad gamble, really. <laughs> but obviously, I benched him anyway. Um, it was a bit of a debate in our chat whether to go with a double, double Brentford or Spurs. I just had a feeling when Wolves would score at home. Felt like that was a kind of a must win for them at home yeah. against a bit of an inconsistent Spurs team that might have had one eye on um, as we were recording tonight's game against AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brentford have been fairly not been too bad at the back, um, especially especially at home as well. So I kind of fancied that, but yeah, it, it didn't didn't all go to plan. But hey, his, his fixtures are good as well. Like we've just mm. got on the screen here: Forest at home, Southampton away, Everton away, Brighton at home is obviously not an easy fixture, but then Bournemouth at home. So four out of the next five are really really good fixtures as well. So I, I like the attacking of the double Spurs because actually then their fixtures kind of go to. Um, it's a part of 32, 33, 34. You won't want Emerson Royale for Newcastle away, United at home and Liverpool away. Yeah. Uh, but then I, think, the... I think what's a bit annoying about Emerson Royale is usually we, we all want to have that player that's 90 or zero. Um, mm, but he's yeah. like 90 or 9, 10, 11, 12. A bit like Paris that you've seen to always come on. Yeah, you've got a complete, you know, like exactly like I said, there's a few 15s, 90s, 9s, 77s, 10s, 56, 67, 62s. Those are all certain minutes that he's had. So, yeah, I know what you mean um, in that. And I I liked um, as well, you went for the one different midfielder. So we went for Saka, Martinelli, Rashford and Matoma. And then you went for Madison over going for the double up in midfield for Brighton. Um, So a lot of people went for the double, either March or um, McAllister with Matoma. So what was your Madison thought process? Yeah, mainly because I knew I was going against the grain a bit there. Um, you know, I, I I needed to try and do something a bit different. You know, you know, without going too wild to try and to try and catch up. Um, everything that good about Leicester this season comes through James Madison. Yeah, Kelechi's done okay in recent times. Don't get me wrong; he should have scored about five at the game <laughs> at the weekend. Um, but everything good usually comes through James Madison. And even though they lost that game against um, Southampton, they they he still looked good. Um, he still played well, um, and yeah, with the fixtures, Chelsea at home is, you know, in seasons gone by, a tricky game. Maybe not so much anymore, but they're coming off a good result, um, good result last last night. Um, so yeah, that that's one. Obviously, Brentford away is tricky, um, but then you know they've got Crystal Palace, Villa, and Bournemouth, which is a nice run. And we just know he's one of them players that catches fire. Well, the he, double, he, double in 29 as well. The double game yeah. week 29 is, is I mean, Palace and, yeah. and Villa in that double is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's certainly a captain option for me that week. And one of the bigger reasons I've, you know, I've, I've brought him in this week is because, uh, brought him in last week is because, you know, he's, he's that differential, but he's going to double double in that game week as well as, you know, not miss a game week because, you know, Leicester are out of every cup going, aren't they? Yeah, Almost. Is, oh, and then the Europa League, aren't they? Conference yeah, League. Conference League. Yeah, they're, well, they've, um, it's, yeah, there's only a great run of fixtures um, as well. They've only got City away in there in game week 31 that's tough up until, I mean, Fulham away in 35 is debatable if it's tough or not, isn't it? But um, yeah, they've got a really, really good run of fixtures now. Chelsea at home, fine, okay. Uh, Brentford away, okay. You know, it's one of those fixtures sometimes, but the rest moving forward, I think, are great. And then the, um, uh, the relatively, Obvious front three. I think pretty much anyone that wildcarded would go for this front three. I can't see why you wouldn't do. Um, obviously, yeah. Ollie Watkins is probably the other player you might have considered, mm. maybe in actual. Well, but yeah, but the I was about game, to say Kepler maybe as well. Uh, yeah. But 
you couldn't, you just can't turn away. I mean, I know Kane and Haaland didn't deliver this week, but with but their fixtures and then like it's still Haaland. Um, yeah. I mean, they've got um fixture this week is Crystal Palace. So, I mean, they're a, they're not a good team, but uh, it, really at the moment. But then you've got no fixture in 28, Liverpool at home 29, but then they have Southampton and Leicester in 30 and 31. I don't want to not have Haaland for those two games. Yeah. Especially Leicester at home, because you know what Leicester's defense is like. So, uh, yeah, be go, going away from him to get him back pretty quickly. If I was going to your your plan moving forward, Scott, if you have one, <laughs> uh, lol. Um, <laughs> my plan moving forward is, I mean, I wild carded, and obviously I did really well this week. So, <laughs> um, you're a, you're a Matoma away from you. You just you just it's just the way it is. It just, I mean, it's just. Sanchez owners with Ward on the bench. I just, <laughs> it's just one of those seasons. It n- n- never catch that break. Um, and I was debating Matoma playing. Anyway, you, you, that was, you know, by the way, that wasn't the question. Um, yeah, I, I think probably similar to you. I'm not going to lie. I, I maybe mentioned it a bit tongue-in-cheek, and it's probably not the right idea. But I look at my team and think, I love all them fixtures pretty much that every one of my players are playing. It's like, I might just do some wild and bench boost this week. Well, bench boost is one hundred percent an option this week. I don't want to make. I want to make sure that that's. I'm going to just get Ben Crellin's planner up because it's just easy to see. But I want to make sure that's really clear. Bench boost this week is is more than fine as an option if you really like it. I think a lot of people have got benching dilemmas and benching headaches this week. And and actually, why do you need a headache? You know, if they, if you think these are the ones, all you have to do is to run the exercise. It's as simple as this. You look at what your bench is going to look like in 29, what your bench will look like in 27. <laughs> and mm. you think, you go, right, okay, well, which bench do I think is going to score me more points? And don't get drawn into them. I mean, we talked about this in the podcast, not last week, but the week before, I think it was. Don't get drawn into thinking, oh, but my bench would be all my single game week players in game week 29. Well, it probably wouldn't. You probably would bench a, a couple of the doublers for a sacker um, at home to Leeds. And Kane away at Everton. You know, it's that that's I'm gonna move my team's geared up for the for the bench boost 29, and my transfer plan is bent is way is towards that. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with the bench boost this week. So everyone's got a great fixture. You know, I still play Fulham, fine, whatever. But Liverpool play Bournemouth if anyone does have that. Chelsea play Leicester, uh, which is again is pretty much of an anyone's game. But you know, Man United have Southampton at home, City have Crystal Palace, Spurs and play Forest. Like it's a good week. You can have yeah. all, you can have loads of good fixtures. Like the only, the only fixture I don't like, particularly too much, and and he could easily keep a clean sheet because I'm not particularly shooting scoring on our cylinders. Is, is Ward against Chelsea? Yeah. But they're at home, and like I say, it's certainly potential. And my, my only other worry on my particular team is my Emerson that Emerson Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think he's the only rotation risk I have in my team. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, I suppose then if you're moving, looking towards a bench boost 29, you've got three weeks to potentially take him out for a double game week player if you wanted to do so, and so, or someone who was more nailed on. Um, yeah. Like, for example, for, like a Matty Cash has got Bournemouth in 28, which is a great fixture, and then Chelsea and Leicester in, in 29, they're both pretty leaky, uh, followed by Forrest at home, Newcastle, Brentford, Fulham. So it's not, like, that's why I went for Cash, exactly that reason. Um, not that I played him and got any points. But still, <laughs> there it is, isn't it? That was my that was my bench. We all, we both benched someone that got double figures this week for somebody who got one. So it's uh yeah, it's not ended up working out uh too too well. But I wanted to 
touch then on, on building the wildcard this week. So a lot of people, again, will be thinking about this because we need to be committing to our chip strategies at this point, really. Um, we need to be committing to when we're going to be doing the wildcard, the free hit, and whether you're going to be looking to wildcard really now or wildcard later, free hitting 28 or free hitting 32 or later or whatever you want to do at that point. But you need to have that thought process in mind, really, because all of your transfers are going to be geared towards what you're going to be, what you are going to be doing. I'm not talking about make, letting it dictate you to the point where you make silly moves, but it's going to help you define those 50-50 choices uh, moving forward. So, Baz, I asked you to put together a wildcard team, and I'm assuming that's it. Yes, it is that. That is it. Because that's not your free hit team. So I'd write as Rashford and Rashford playing 28. So um your wildcard team, uh Warden Raya. Yep. Relative relatively standard. Uh Zinchenko, Trippier, and Cash, again, relatively standard. We'll get to the Chilwell and the, and the Shaw in a second. Midfielders, Saka, Rashford, Martinelli, McAllister, and Kulazewski which is the different differential again. And then Watkins, Tony and Kane, which again, we've just discussed that front three being a very positive move going no Harland. Obviously we'll, we'll ask the, ask the questions of on, on that right now, Baz. Um, so defensively we've gone for Chilwell as a, as a bit of a, bit, bit of a, bit of a gamble move, or do you think he's going to be someone that's going to be really delivery moving forward? Why, why, uh, why Chillers? He's, he's, he's looked better than James. And I, I wanted a Chelsea defender that was cemented in the team. And I think Chilwell at left-back gets the head over Cucurella. And James, he gets drawn into this central mid- midfield. And Rhys James doesn't play like a Cancelo kind of player. He, he bombs down the wing, gets your whiff, gets some crosses, cuts inside and has shots. And, and he's just getting drawn into the centre midfield. And I'm like, well, Chilwell can, can do that. And he can bomb down wing and, and obviously he's he's looking back to where he was and we all know what Chilwell's about, he can produce. And mm. and I think he's there ready to to produce, to be honest. So that's why I've gone for him over James. Because I think no. Chelsea's fixtures coming forward. Well the problem is with rotation wise, and I think the wing backs are kind of cemented. I think everything else it, it could be anyone. Yeah. Um so that's that's why I went for, for Chilwell on that one. And and Shaw, yeah, trusting United's defence after what happened this week. I think it was just a one off. <laughs> I think they had a, a couple of big games um all leading up and I think the Liverpool one was a far too much. Liverpool mm-hmm. away and and obviously our Liverpool's been playing recently. Yeah, they haven't been to the best, but they've got fit they they're picking up points. And then the front three was just literally just on fire. Yeah. He, he just couldn't do anything against against them from free. So, so yeah, um, I've still got faith in it. Um, and obviously, Shaw gets your attacking returns because, like, like we, we keep saying, I like fullbacks, wingbacks. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that I will put a centre-half in there unless it's, a, for example, like um, a couple of years back when Shane Duffy kept scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A player, and, like, uh, a player like yeah. John, John Terry back in the day. Like, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, that so that's, I think they'll get you the most return, especially with, obviously, our football's uh, changed over the, over the years where the wing-backs are, are wingers. <laughs> they're not they're not full-backs. They're just mm-hmm. near enough. If you look at an average formation, it's 2 three, 5 Basically, the wing backs are like near enough to act as, as forwards. Um, so but yeah, with 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 that, then the, the, in terms of the midfielders, so uh, we'll do Kulu first 
we've just touched on Spurs and why they're a good asset and the fixtures. Is that the reason? Is that the reason for for going for Kulu? Yeah, uh, I was I was I was torn between uh, Kulu and uh, like a, a Newcastle player, but Newcastle have been firing. I know Tottenham yeah. hasn't really been yeah. firing, but Kulu had that chance where Saad made a great save, and I thought, yeah, he looks like he's going to be back on it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually tempted, but I didn't have enough money for Son. I know it. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know it's a proper gamble, Ooh. but I think he's going to come and explode in these couple of fixtures. Like fair play to him. Mean, it's too much money for a gamble for me, but yeah, it is. I, I, that, <laughs> that, that was one of the. That, that was the only reason I thought Kulu's a, a good, good price to to gamble on, and it. He can change it around because the midfield. What's, what's your thinking behind Son? Because he's not done anything for like since the World Cup. I just think he's too good to be. Is it? Is, flat. It, is it blind optimism? That, yeah, blind optimism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that... it, sometimes you just got to have the gut feeling. Um, yeah. Sometimes you just got to just got to get him out and 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 go with it. <laughs> It's just, it, it sometimes, sometimes it is. I love it because because I completely disagree. Couldn't disagree more on that. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like when you say a team's too good to go down. I think yeah, but I love it, Baz. Why not? Yeah, no, we're no. meant to be having fun, aren't we? It's a differential yeah. that can you know you know Kulu's got a high ceiling as well, and they've got great fixtures. So like I mean, yeah, Son's probably a step too far in terms of the, the price gamble, but Kulusevski, I think, yeah, why not? You know, that's that midfielder slot that's, you know, going to be that real differential because everyone's going to have probably two Arsenal and Rashford and then going to have a Brighton. So that's you kind of almost like your one slot where you can be really different. Um, so it does make sense. Oh, uh, the Brighton midfielder. So McAllister is your or your player of choice. Obviously, I've run the, the stats on on the Brighton players since the World Cup with this. And he is like, you know, by far out of the March Matoma and McAllister in terms of points, he's 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 been the worst performing. In terms of XGI though, he is the third out of them, but he's close to Matoma in terms of expected goal involvement. So he's not he's not far out. He's actually ahead of um uh, March in terms of XG and he is uh well again I think he's Third, third out of the midfielders again. So statistically, he's the worst out of the three of them, but he is on set play. But what's the thought with this guy? Why, why, why McAllister over March or Matoma? I'm just thinking Matoma, March have been on fire that much that it's going to get ignited. It's going to, they're going to put it out. They're going to extinguish it. Whereas McAllister's there or there, that's it's bubbling over. He's ready to, ready to bomb. Um, and I think it, it's there, especially in where, where he's playing now. He's playing obviously behind striker, and I think yes, he's on he's on set pieces, he's on penalties, and I think he can link up well as well. And I and I just think it's a differential as well. He's only four point three percent owned, yeah, yeah. whereas whereas Matoma now is thirteen point something. Marches, I don't know if it's on there. Um, I don't know what his ownership is, but it's but, a, it's um, it's a but it's it's, so, it's March. It's very rare that we ever get a chance to speak about March because he's he's usually defensive. But obviously, with with uh, Deserby coming in, he's made him more ta- attacking, and he, he looks a he looks a good player. But I, no, for me, I, no, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't disagree with you at all. To be honest, in terms of XGI. You know, he's 0.8 per 90, and since and that's actually minutes he's played, and March is 0.9 and Matoma is 0.6. In terms of expected goal involvements, he's right up there with them. In terms of points, he's quite a long, quite a way behind. But 
when you look at actually expected points, he's top of expected points out of the three of them per 90 at yeah. 6.5 compared to 6.4. And, and that proves my point is ready to explode. Obviously, it could yeah. backfire. It could be like uh, my son shout a minute ago. Um, yeah. But, but the... that's that's where I'm, I think I need to... We need to do. So, I need to do something different to challenge the top three, yeah, in the league. And I think if I have a, a the odd differential that I want to get on early, because because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. It's like Cully. He got he got Mares early and yeah. and Fernandez, and and that made him shoot at top. So mm-hmm. if you can get onto them players early before they start booming onto them, and then everyone joins the bandwagon. I think that's why I went for for McAllister. In terms of expected stats, so like the, the only thing to bear in mind is is that I mean this the, this coke totally contradicted itself. I'm about to say by the way, but the the if you take out last week, he's sort of nowhere near them the other two. But because he's on set pieces, and he has a penalty and a, a corner, and he can do all of these things, then that really rockets him up. So it shows that he's probably not as consistent in terms of the returns he's going to get as March and Matoma. But he's proved this week that he's got the ability to be quite explosive because of his set pieces. So that's where, that's where kind of the gamble is, you know, that that's the, if Brighton get a few more penalties, which they've never really been known to do, but they are, they did this week, then well, he's think, going to be. I think how they're option. playing now with Matoma and March being very attacking and cutting in, Inside, mm-hmm. and I think if people make stupid mistakes like Jared Bowen does, then yeah, yeah they, you're going to get yeah. them fouls and things like that. And I think Ferguson's obviously a big target target man. Mm-hmm. Obet comes on; he's he's more of a, like a false nine, joins in with the mid midfield more than than what Ferguson does. And I think that's where I think they'll get yeah. potentially more free kicks and penalties around that. Around that area. A couple of other things. Obviously, there's there's no Harlem, which we've discussed. And anything to expand on from that? Would it be to get him back in game week thirty? Uh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it, it's one of them where if Kane's not firing, I'll just take Kane out. It's as easy as that. But mm-hmm. with how Watkins is performing, and yeah, he didn't he didn't score, but he he hit, he hit the post at the weekend. Um, yeah, I think they're the well, Tony and Watkins are a, a form. Kane is is Kane. He can he can score, but it's Holland. That was yeah. that was the only downside. It's like he could do it against Liverpool. Yeah, he, he could. could and it. they are at home, aren't they? At and, the end of the day, and that's that, there's the gamble. And I think with that, I'll have three point five million left over. Yeah. So, so I've got enough surplus cash to to go back in for Holland. But I think everyone's got Holland. I wanted something different. But yeah, yeah. It's come back and it, it bites me quite a lot. Where I do like my wild card that I did, I put like Sterling in earlier in the season and and, and people like that to be differential. And it cost me two months to sort it all out. Yeah, that's it's the so, difference. And that's why you've got to have a plan to get him back, haven't you? Really, that's the exactly. And I yeah. think it's one of them if, if it works, great. If it doesn't, then I'll probably go back down the pecking order with the um, with. The the team as well the structure of it so full optimal eleven for game week twenty eight it's pretty much your pretty much your free hit you can get out of that by like one player you know for for game week twenty eight yeah, the, the free hit team you put together we'll have a look at in a minute like you know it's pretty pretty much there or thereabouts so you can do a full optimal team in game week twenty eight there are four single game week players in here for game week twenty nine but um, they are easily 
moved about if you need Martinelli, Saka, Zinchenko, and um, uh, five sorry five single game players, uh, the the three Arsenal and the and the and the two Spurs. So they're they're easily moved about. So I get that's flexible because you'd have a couple of weeks to sort that if you wanted to put some more double game week players in with yeah, a hit. Yeah, like like with that, I probably got rid of Kulusevski and get Madison in. Yeah, so with the, the the question I had for you that was about this that really struck me was there's only three double game week players for this week. And obviously Brighton have got Leeds and Palace, which is a really good double game week. And then Everton, uh, sorry, Tony and 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 obviously Brentford themselves. have got Everton and Southampton. Now you've got Raya and Tony, which is expected. So, you know, do we need a third Brentford player is a question that we'll, we'll, we'll get to in a second. But only one Brighton with that double game week with the form that they're in. Do, do you think you're a bit light on that in that? Or are you happy with one Brighton? Do you not really rate the double game week that much? Um, I wanted I wanted more Brighton, but I was thinking more ahead if I if I did do, do this wild card because then I'll have to potentially if I could put two more Brighton in for ex- example and put Estupian and uh, Mitoma, then I'm like, well, I might have to free hit the following week, or I might have to do some drastic transfers that I don't want to, and I can see this going forward for a couple of weeks where I can go, right, I'll bank I'll bank's couple of bank transfer, then I'll I'll do two transfers and get potentially two double game week players in and then bench boost and then do my free hit later on. Yeah. yeah. I think so, I, I I think I, I really like the team. I think you've got the differential in Kulazewski, which is a which is a good gamble. It's a gamble pick. It's a good gamble. I don't mind McAllister over the other guys at all. Um, I think the only player in there that worries me is Chilwell. I think Chilwell for me, just because of injuries and rotation. And then the other thing I would just say was is is it's either Chilwell. I think I like him in there for twenty eight though. I like him in there for twenty eight, and it's just maybe would I probably take Shaw out for a stoop in Jan? Yeah, so I've got four double game weekers and I've still got an optimal team for 28 and I've still got a double game week player for 29 and he'll probably double in 31 and he'll double in 30. I probably would make that one change to it, but I, I think it's great. I like well, it. A bit different. Sure, different. Sure, sure at home against Southampton. Oh, what a great fixture. What a great Exactly. Fixture. So yeah, he's one of them against, against his former club as well. So Yeah, not, not wrong with that, I don't think. Um, yeah, so that's right. No, I like it. I think it's uh, I think it's good. So, um, Scott, do we need three Brentford players? Or Ryan yeah, Tony? I, I, I think this is a massive error from Baz. I hate it. Uh, if I'm honest, <laughs> I think... You're disagreeing position... with me today. Yeah, I'm loving it. I think <laughs> yeah. in your position in the league, I think it's too much gambling, gambling going on. Um, yeah. you, you sort of... I, I get what you're saying about setting yourself up for future game weeks, but this is like one of the big, kind of big game weeks that's left with a few good doubles. So I just think, yeah, I, I think you're just a bit light on Brentford and Brighton who, you know, the two of the, you know, in, if it was Brentford and Brighton and they're both like, you know, 14th, 15th in the league, I, I completely agree with this team. But because they're doing so well, I just think you're just losing too much, too much value there personally. But um, you're giving us all, me and Alex, a chance to catch you up, Baz. So <laughs> I, I honestly massively appreciate it. <laughs> but Scott, would you, um, your your take on this, so yeah, Three Brentford for you and, and three Brighton is right. I, I think three Brighton, and I'm happy with Raya and Tony to be honest. I, I mean, I get the three Brentford as well. Like, I don't, I don't. The double Brentford defense still makes me feel a bit, especially with two away games. I'm a bit like, okay, yeah, but I don't think it's wrong. I've just not gone for it because I've, I've gone somewhere else for future game week plan. That's where I've kind of compromised on it. But yeah, do you think that we need? 
I've kind of lost my train of thought then. But do you <laughs> do you what do you think about the that was what I was gonna ask? McAllister. I was gonna ask you about McAllister. That's what I was gonna say. About the midfielders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've, I think we're bright and you've, you've got a few options there, haven't you? You've got McAllister, March and Matoma. Um, M-M-M-M. M-M-M. It's like a deluxe rapper. Uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> 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 I was talking about the peanuts, to be honest. All oh, right. No, I was <laughs> about, peanuts. No. Anyway, yeah, but um, you, you kind of spoiled for choice there a little bit. I, I would have two of those three in my team. Um, for this double game week coming up, uh, I think Mag- I agree with I do agree with what Bass said earlier about McAllister. Uh, I've had him in draft fantasy football draft for a long time. Um, he's had a bit of a quiet period, I must say. He's looked good after the World Cup, but he's not really brought the points in. Um, but yeah, obviously last week he he did, and he's been doing a lot better. And, and it's it's all about that eye test. It's not like he's you know not playing well. He is. He's just maybe not been getting the holes he's been deserving until you know he, he did last week, didn't he? Which was which was great to see. Great to my fantasy draft team couldn't have been different to my normal fantasy team. <laughs> uh, you had a good week in draft. Yeah, oh, you know. like sixty points. It was great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I I think Brentford and Brighton. You need a couple of each at least. But the the thing is that with Brentford midfield, who do you pick? Yeah, well, I was going to say it. So it, it, it's going to double. De- it's double defense in it, or, or yeah, 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 or or no, or, or double or double attack. Yeah, I mean, or, I I, I don't disagree with. Attack. I don't. Dis- I know I don't, exactly. It's suicidal. I can't disagree <laughs> with what Alex says about the uh, just having the two Brentford in there. If I'm honest, but um, you know, I I, I want in Henry, and I don't think that's particularly crazy. But no, yeah, m- midfield wise for Brentford, I agree. There's not nothing too much really. Even even though I'm going to transfer a Brentford player in if I don't do a wild card. Um, and strangely enough, it I was going towards Visa, Visa, but Visa. he didn't look really that that entertaining. Yeah, why? No, it's just a no from me. I just no, can't, so, I can't so do I thought, it. Yeah, I might just have Jensen. He's in. He's in good form. Scored assist. So, have you got, have you got any Brentford defenders at the moment? No. So I mean, they could he could put one of them in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do I think Henry's going to outscore Jensen? Probably. I think Raya's going to outscore Jensen. Yeah. That, that's like that's my thought, bro. I think I think it's going to be like Tony Raya and a defender are going to be the ones probably that still get the points. Even though I'm not happy about double Brentford defense, it's just the, it's they, they won't get the points though because I've got double Brentford defenders. So just don't do it. <laughs> They'll concede to the yeah. two worst two worst teams in the league. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like a po- pointless last minute goal to ca- cost me another point. Um, do you think Ferguson is viable, Baz, as a pick for, for for Brighton? Just because I think that's been a question that's been asked a lot about for for value. Um, because it's a rotation risk in it, or it's a cheap cheap uh, striker that's that's going to be in and out of the squad. Warbeck came on and scored, so is he going to drop him? Like we were saying about Martin, and he came on and scored. So yeah. is Welbeck going to start? Mm, yeah, maybe. Well, the problem just... is with Welbeck. Injuries, so he's probably Ferguson's probably going to play one one of them games, and Welbeck will play the other. But Ferguson's played eight out of nine matches, but four of them have been as substitutes. So, like, yeah, oh, my hubs crashed again. Uh, but so that's where I'm kind of that's where I'm kind of at with it. I think I'd, I'd stay away from it personally. That's um, that's where I'm at. But yeah, that so that that covers off that that question though. And then we'll just I really want to just briefly touch on uh, game week 28 and free hits because it just does make a difference as to why you, why you pick the players that you pick sort of now if you do wildcard or the transfers that you transfer in 
Um, so you went for Martinez. Obviously, you've got Raya in there. Chilwell, Trippi, Zinchenko, Cash. Your you back four that you would have in your wildcard anyway. Saka, Martinelli, Watkins, Tony and Kane. You've got Jensen on there as a as a as, you know Adamo, Jensen and Porro, but whatever to those guys, they'd be sat on your bench anyway. The only real players that you've got different in those is sort of like Sterling compared to Rashford and um or Kulazewski. I mean that could easily be Kulu, actually. <laughs> By the way, I love Baz that you you brought Kulazewski in for your wild card, but sacked him off for the free hit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't fancy Southampton away for some strange reason. <laughs> though. he's gonna yeah. be on bench anyway he's not gonna start in front of them yes so mm-hmm. but still it's um it, what i think the, the point i'm making is if you're wild card this week you do it to a team you don't need to free hit next week whereas if you want to just run with it this week fine but look at the free hit next week because actually i think sterling's sterling right don't talk about Sterling from earlier this year. You know, captain him decides not to score any points anymore. I've I killed Sterling as an asset for FBL this year, single-handedly. But the rest of your team is pretty optimal. Like if you're wildcard to do it. And but I think a lot of people at the moment will if you're sitting there with Erdegaard and Trossard, Haaland, and you haven't got Tony or Kane, like yeah, I think there's there's, there's gonna be some people picking if you haven't got a team that's quite close to this in front of you on the screen, then you're gonna struggle in game week 28 um, because I think there's a quite an optimal template team that are going to do quite well. So anyway, that was the, that was the thought process there, but thanks Buzz. Well, thanks for I, sending I, those I, in. It's all right. I had to put Adam Jorori in for Scott. You're only doing that to troll the guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving life. What a great season. I'm, uh, oh, I'm co- sorry, go on. Sorry, Scott. I was going to say, it's not even like my real football team could give me any like solace. <laughs> Just pain everywhere. Well, they won, didn't they, Scott? We did. Yeah. We won last night. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And um, you're off bottom as well, aren't you? A bit off bottom of ages, mate. It's basically the team at bottom have given up. So, thought uh, Comfort did as well, but hey, let's move oh, on. Wanted to just quickly touch on other teams to consider and other options. Um, I'm, I'm not going to. We're not going into any detail on this because we've done this quite a bit. But you know, Villa for an example. Um, you could go with a defender. You could go with maybe Wendy, maybe what? Obviously, Watkins as an option if you're looking at bringing in players who are going to double in 29 and, and and play this week and and next. I wouldn't look at. Wouldn't really. I mean, Bournemouth they've got a good double game week, but I won't obviously be looking at those guys. Brentford, Brighton, we've discussed. Chelsea, we've uh, again we've had a bit of a conversation about already. In terms of the double game weeks here as well, Leeds assets I probably wouldn't touch either. Um, Leicester, we've got a good blend. Hopefully, Madison, potentially someone like Kalechi if he could hit a barn door one week, but you can't trust their defence unless you've got Ward as the keeper. Liverpool will come to in a second because I do want to get you guys take on the um, the seven nil. Uh, Newcastle, I think we'll be doing any just. I think I'd be such a biased Man United fan and let everyone talk about that on a podcast about football, wouldn't I? Honestly, uh, New- Newcastle definitely options again, but mostly defensively. Um, I don't, you know, at the moment we're sort of up in the air about who to go for attacking wise. Uh, and then West Ham, obviously blank in, in 28, but they're showing some signs, West Ham, but we'll see. They, they they get battered and then they do all right. They're just they're just really quite inconsistent. So Man United got beat 7-0 by Liverpool um on Sunday. Scott, you watched the game, I assume? Yeah, I watched the game, yeah. 
Liverpool, are they back? Do we consider their options? Was it a freak? Was it not? Was it a uh, what do you what do you think? What's your take yeah. on on the on from a fantasy perspective and a football perspective? Yeah, so a fantasy fantasy perspective. I think we've been saying on this ball, we've been saying for a couple of weeks now that Liverpool are getting there. Certainly think they were getting back to where they were. Um, you know, obviously they they had the you know, the game against Real Madrid, but that's Real Madrid. Um, they've certainly been looking a bit more, bit more like it. They seem to be ticking a bit more. Um, so I, th- I think Salah is, is is potentially one to keep an eye on. Um, he was a whiff of a crossbar away. Was it last game week when I captained him? I think it was. Yeah. And then, yeah. I, again, by the way, people that captained him then and forgot to do their team. Tom, he won't even listen to this, but yeah, <laughs> nice life. Um, nice I, gave life. Him, I gave him a shout out earlier, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> n- 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 nice returns. But um, yeah, um, it's certainly one to sort of keep an eye on, um, especially if you, you know if you've got that money in the midfield. If you maybe had a Kevin De Bruyne before, he's potentially not not looking that great at the minute. Um, it's someone to keep an eye on. I, I think that front three is looking more and more cemented now from a fantasy football perspective, especially with both well, um, or both of them, uh, Gakpo and Nunez, both scoring twice. It seems like that is that that new front three. I think we've, it's it's crazy in it. A couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, we're saying <laughs> rotation risks. Now that mm. they, they look nailed on, you, I mean that they're gonna start. They can't drop any of them players. I want to thought uh, that played that Liverpool game. Um, so they're looking more and more nailed on. Um, obviously, if they have a couple of bad games, you've got Jota and you've got um, Diaz coming back. Um, so they they will then become a bit risky. But I think if you wanted to go for one of them as an option now, it's you know pretty confident they're not going to get dropped. So yeah, I think they're slowly getting back there. Um, I think as is a football game, it was a weird weird game to watch because United looked really good first half. Um, you know, they they got that the key turning point was then probably getting that goal just before half time. Um, you know, took them into the break, clubs fired them up, they've come out as a Liverpool team that we know all guns blazing. United needed to just shut them out for the first ten and of each half for me, and it'd have been all right. Um it was a weird game. I think pretty much every shot went in. Uh some of the shots were you know, quick reactions, kind of like weird goals. So it was a it was a freaky game. And United, you know, the, the heads just went and, you know, it was a really embarrassing game for Man U. But like Gary Neville says, um, I, I rarely disagree with him and I don't on this occasion. You know, they can't let it affect them. I think they've got a manager that won't let it affect them. And I think they will bounce back. And I think it's going to be a really good learning curve for some of those players. Any thoughts on it from your perspective, Baz? Um, I think Ten Hag made a mistake by starting Anthony, to be honest. Okay. I think I think uh, um him going forward, yeah, it's great, but defensively that that's where Liverpool exploited for the for the first goal. Um Robson came in and then um Gakpo finished because he wasn't tracking back, he was just in no man's land all the time. Mm-hmm. I think uh Mika Richards touched up on it on match at day. Um but yeah, I think that was the, probably the weird choice from me, but like I said earlier, I think it was just one of them. It was just a stretch too far for for Manu's fixtures, and obviously yeah. away at Anfield and Liverpool's pumped up for the game, and, mm-hmm. and, and Man United are a bit leggy from obviously previous games, and, and yeah. I think it was just a bit too step far. And I think agree with Scott. I think the manager is going to say, right, forget about it. It's just a one off. Right, let's get back onto it again. And I think I think they will. So I think, and, and they've got Southampton at home, so back from that so I think that's a nice game to go back into 
I think there's only I think there's only one reason that Anthony played is because I'm guessing Ten Hag trusts him in big games when they've been together at Ajax. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he didn't seem like the kind of player that I would be potentially starting in that game. Like you say, away to Liverpool, what's a you know as tough as it gets, um, much tougher than away at Man City with the crowd like when they get going at Liverpool. Um, so it just it is obviously you know Anthony's you know no doubt performed and he's been looking all right anyway. So he's no he's you know he's a player that Ten Hag clearly trusts. But I I agree, Baz. I wouldn't have started him in that game either. Yeah, great. Yeah. Hey, we've got we've got we've got we've got a, we've got a one. And yeah, let's let's be honest. I've I've uh, I watched the highlights. I saw some of the some of the clips of the game, and I, I listened to the fallout after. And I don't disagree with pretty much anything any of the pundits said, to be honest. Um, and then you look at someone like Bruno sort of throwing his arms up in the air and faking injury and calls himself the captain of United. And look, I've got I've got to say it myself because I think everyone, if I don't say it, will be like, oh, you think it's all right? No, I think he's an embarrassing disgrace, to be honest, the way he handled himself. Uh, but, you know, if you do it again, you should never captain the club again. But, you know, we all make a mistake in a big game and a big moment and this, that and the other. It's whatever life. But, um, yeah, it's embarrassing. So let's just see how we move on. I think that's the uh, that's the that's the that's the key to it. If we lose to Betis and then we get beat by Southampton, then then we've got to question mentalities, haven't we? Yes. Uh, even even more. Uh, Baz, I'm conscious of time, so we've only got about five or six minutes left here. So uh, to run through your team um, that you uh, think will smash it this week. Uh, they never have, but yeah. Apart <laughs> <laughs> um, from apart from cash, cash did all right. Um, you put this in. Did yeah, no, I mean, but for last last week, Cash did all right. Um, so got Ray Ringol, Estupian, Shaw, Trippier, Oro, because I thought he had an artery kicking eight crossbar, and I thought attacking returns, why not? Let's give him a go. And he's only 0.2% owned for a bit of a differential. Uh, Wiesa, McAllister, Matoma, Rashford, Tony, Kane, and Darwin. Oh, he's going for Darwin. I like that. Um, as boring as it is, your differential for the, differential for the week. Are you going for a Brentford or Brighton player? Uh, yeah, I'm always going for a double game week player. Yeah, um, it's, got, it's got to be done, really. I know. Let's be honest. I'll, let, I'll have the last pick. You you guys uh, can pick. <laughs> I've got a well, few options. Well, we've talked about McAllister and obviously Embuemo and their and their players who can deliver. Enrico Henry's up there as well. Scott's got to go for Veltman. I almost feel like that's kind of got to be given after his uh, after his performance for his uh, for his team. Um, his draft team. Uh, he bang, he's right because uh, I didn't want to go for the obvious McAllister because McAllister only four point three percent. It's just so obvious. I didn't want to do that. I want to go someone different. So I think Lewis Dunk at five percent owned this week is going to deliver an attacking return and at least a clean sheet. So Dunk, I'm going for Dunky. Scott, Let's see if it's a slam dunk, mate. Um, Oi! <laughs> <laughs> Callum will love that. Um, he, he will, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I can't not go for Veltman. It's quite funny because I sent that text to you guys, tongue in cheek, asking how Veltman was doing because I thought he'd been subbed off, not subbed on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. I thought you were, bra- I thought you were bragging. Yeah, I was like, yeah, how's Veltman doing? Thinking he'd been subbed off and thinking, what's my luck? Bringing him in in draft, and he obviously gets subbed on, gets a clean sheet, gets a goal. <laughs> Happy days, <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Are you going for Veltman again? Yes. Why not? Baz, who are you going for then? I was going to go for McAllister, but like you said, it's it's the obvious pick. So, here you go then. Listen to this one. Alcaraz, Southampton. 
Oh. He's injured, isn't he? See, he? <laughs> he went off and he went off injured last game. He's got seventy five percent chance of starting. Yeah. Uh, my, my, can I can I just say something really quickly? I love watching football with my dad because he's that old school. He just hates all the free hat tricks, and he's like because he got injured celebrating the goal, didn't he? Yeah, and you're like these bloody footballers should be bloody <laughs> sliding about doing that. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. honestly one of the one, someone the other day got like one was saying someone the other day got like a really bad head injury and he was like, get bloody up soft. And then the guy went off with concussion or something. <laughs> concussion sub. Yeah. Um, so, so great. Thanks. We've got, we've got those. That's good. Differentials. Uh, do you have your early kickoff stats, Scott? Uh, I, yeah. Well, I thought I'd just do last six. Okay. Um, you know, recent run. so as much as that looks like a sexy game, doesn't it? Liverpool away at Bournemouth. I mean, any game against Bournemouth looks really like, Really like I don't know tempting, doesn't it? But two mm. 0 to City was the last early kickoff, and then four two in that you know game where I didn't watch uh, mm. to Arsenal, which <laughs> would have been three two if it weren't for you know that last minute Martinelli goal, <laughs> um, uh, dead to me. And then one 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 nil 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 two one. The stats are still backing up that the early kickoff is not good at all. Um, so I would still be worried about that. You know, the only two teams that have scored um, t- two or more goals are your Man City, um, Man United, Man City, and Arsenal in the last six games. Okay, nice, nice. Um, Against a Bournemouth team that will be fighting for their lives, I think that's a really tough game. I think um, just to touch on these, a couple of questions. So, Callum, we'll cover who will win the league and why. We'll do it later. We'll do it another 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 week. We're going to run out of time here. Um, we've talked about some wildcard differentials. This Baz has given you a few ideas. Uh, and if you're absolutely lost, he sent me a, he sent me a message. I'm absolutely lost. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, after your game That's week, cool. Callum. Uh, Callum. After your, <laughs> after your game week last week, Callum. To be fair, at least you didn't have as bad as DC. But um, I would probably just wildcard, mate, and crack on with your life. Captains uh, and fixtures. A deadline is at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Captain. Boys, double game week player, or are we thinking someone like Kane against Forest, or are we thinking the is it is it because it just have to be Tony Everton? Got a, got a, gam- got a gamble on Tony for me. Ooh, Baz, Tony. Yeah, it's just got to be Tony, isn't it? And I don't mind the Brighton. There's loads of differential captains. Week. I really don't mind going for a Brighton player if someone wants to do that with Palace. They're they're at home and and obviously leads away. I don't mind someone going for Kane as well against Forest at home. Rashford. Yeah, yeah, Rashford, Rashford at Southampton well. at home. Yes. We should have a really wide range of captains this week, but um, yeah, we but, won't. <laughs> but we won't know. So we'll have to. It'll, 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 it'll all be Tony because he's got. Can, a you, game can you have Trippier, Newcastle? Oh, God, he could even because they'll probably keep a clean sheet there anyway. But um, right, boys, sorry, I've run out of time. So thank you ever so much for joining us this week, boys. Uh, you have been great. Really enjoyed it. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to our channel, like the videos, guys. Log into your YouTubes and like the videos. God damn it. Uh, because we're getting plenty of views, but not many likes. So either you're all watching us and you hate us, or uh, <laughs> or uh, you just haven't bothered logging in and like the videos. So come on. And then follow us on our uh, social media platforms, Audible Pod, Audible P, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Lads, all the best. Green hours all around. <laughs> See you soon.